You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and of course that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys. Uh, Week to get riled up about after the one we just saw, Tom, as I'm joined by my buddy Tom Ryle. I'm, of course, Roy White. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB, and you can hit me up at RW3 on the Twitter sphere. And, Tom, I say riled up because the Cowboys won the battle coming out of last week, but they suffered a number of casualties as a result. And not just from the standpoint of the way that they won the game, because I'm not a style points guy, Tom. I said. Yeah. When they beat in, you know, Indianapolis by as much as they did, hey, we shouldn't get too hyped up on this win. And this game was a perfect example of why. But at the same time, we should also not get down about the fact that they won a game by just four points or they won it in the last minute of the game. The fact that they won it is all that matters. And that should have us feeling pretty good going forward, except for the fact, Tom, that, oh, we got some injury issues that may start to creep up very seriously. Yeah. Uh, injury injury was probably the biggest issue. And, we're, you know, that's part of the subject tonight. They, they, they lost Terrence Steele for the season, is the word. He went on IR, as did Jonathan Hankins. However... Hankins may be back for the playoffs. That's kind of what they're hoping with him. But Steele is gone, so they got to cover for that. Hankins is going to be something of a loss because he really impacted the run defense in a positive way, I think. And it sounds like uh, Jake Ferguson just is in the, the concussion protocol. So he might miss a game, but he's going to be back. Uh, soon. So those were the big injury problems of people that actually left. They had other things. Micah Parsons is obviously playing banged up. He that is part of part of why we're not seeing as much production from him. He's working through some injuries, and Trayvon Diggs, I believe, hurt both his thumbs during the game, and yet he still made that wacky fumble recovery where he ran about 60 or 70 yards dodging and weaving to like get I think it was a 10 12 15 yard gain on the fumble recovery (laughs) which they promptly then squandered by not getting any points out of yeah there were you talk sometimes about there being warts this whole game was a wart up until the, the ending when there were two heroic series you know everyone's talking about the 98 yard touchdown drive but i've been at throwing out this week don't forget that four down stand where the 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 texans had the ball on the dallas four yard line 
Uh, they well, they had it all up. the way to the one until Tank. Yeah. And they and they almost scored on that. It was Carlos Watkins tackling the receiver right there and getting his knee to go down short of the goal line. And then they had, you know, another run stuff, and they, they held uh, Jeff Driscoll to one yard when he needed three. I mean, you can't ask more of a cliffhanger uh, that w- that was one of those games where about nine o'clock at night, I was going like, well, the heart can stop pounding any time now. <laughs> That's how excited it was. But yeah, that was a lot going on. Now, the Cowboys, as we were discussing getting ready, they are making some moves uh, to try to make things better. Uh, we'll talk about the, the, the T.Y. Hilton signing in more detail in a minute. But they've also been out there collecting some uh, cornerbacks. It's kind of more of a warm body situation, but they are trying to get some depth built up and hope maybe they can get something out of some players that didn't work out in other places. Yeah, a couple of uh, former second-round draft picks. Now, we knew about the McKenzie-Alexander move. That was made last week by the Cowboys. But then they claimed – Trayvon Mullen, who was cut by the Arizona Cardinals earlier this week. The Cowboys wind up putting in a waiver claim for him. They get him, and so they'll eventually have to make moves uh, on their team to to make room for him on the roster. And as I saw on the Twitterverse, when's the last time they made a waiver claim during the season? I did not see that note, so I'd love to hear it. Well, I didn't see when it was. They were asking the question, when do you remember one? Because I don't. I don't. I don't recall. This is, but I'm sure there this, is one that is just slipping our minds, right? Yeah, but it, but the point is, that's not something the Cowboys are prone to do. They are very active. And now Jerry Jones is hitting that the whole OBJ story may not be over. Uh, he hasn't. He was asked, and he basically said, stand by, which I have no idea what their plans would be. Okay, so real quickly on that, right? Be honest with me now. Is this Jerry the salesman just wanting people to talk about the Cowboys and OBJ in the same sentence because that drives conversation about the Cowboys? Or do you really believe he could wind up bringing him in here because I mean, yes, he is talking about how he believes ODB could make a difference. Uh, OBJ rather could make a difference <laughs> in the playoffs. ODB is a completely different dude. Um, could make a difference in the playoffs. Right. But at this stage and after OBJ had that conversation on the HBO special in which he basically said like, I don't really need to play in these games anymore because they don't matter. I'll wait till the playoffs. I'm sorry, Tom. Like when I heard that, I was out. I was in on OBJ. I was in on OBJ. All for it. Until I heard him say that. And when I hear him say that, I'm like, this guy is only interested in what a playoff game does for him and not what it might do for the team he would help. And to be honest, I I wouldn't feel comfortable starting the guy off of having seen him play in zero games in the regular season in any playoff game. He's not going to Start, even if he should get signed and come back to the playoffs, he's not one of your starters. He is a tool. He is someone that stretches the field. 
he is going to be definitely a role player. Uh, to me, when Jerry Jones said that, I actually got the feeling more like they're looking at next season, and they may still be they may be trying to go in and get something in place for twenty twenty three with him. But like I said, it, the 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 bigger picture to step back. I can't remember a December when the Cowboys were actually putting an effort into getting the roster straight and having this team ready to go for the playoffs. This is a, this says to me, this team is all in and thinks that they, they can do something. Uh, But first we got to get through a game. We got four games they go into this game a win and they're in the playoffs locked. They lock it up. There's some other combinations, but I don't like backing into the playoffs. I want to see them get the win. They're facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, five or six weeks ago, we were looking at the, the Houston, Texas, Jacksonville Jaguars game. And it was like, we said, that's two wins in the bag. And then what happens? The Texans almost, uh, I won't say they snatched it from the Cowboys. They almost took what was being served up to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that too. But, and the, the, the Jaguars have won three of their past five games. Trevor Lawrence is starting to show why he was a number one overall draft pick. So let's, you know, we need to get into all that. We've got six items to cover that will actually touch on some of the things we've already talked about or or reflect back on them. Yeah. And And, and thankfully I think as they go into this game, one of the things that we maybe don't need to worry about, we kind of sounded the alarm on them last week heading into the game against the Texans. Well, like after this game and Mike McCarthy said, I agree with him the way they won this game will pay dividends for them down the road. And it actually could pay dividends for them as early as this week, because in no way, right. Can anybody in that locker room not take the Jaguars seriously after what they just experienced. Right. Yeah. And and this is, it's, this is one of those things where you actually get the best of both worlds. You get, Pulled up short in a game, you realize you may not be all that if and and that all it takes in almost any NFL game is a few mistakes at the right time. And then, you know, Dan Quinn didn't seem to have the right defense on the field for this team, uh, for the for the Texans. So they got that, they got yanked up. It was like, hold on, but they still got a win. So they've got all that motivation to go in and work on stuff and they didn't lose any ground. So, you know, they still got to double digit wins and that's good. Mm-hmm. With but, that being said though, as we look ahead to the Jacksonville Jaguars, there are obviously questions that need to be answered and we'll see if the Cowboys can do exactly that. So starting with item number one, Tom, your focus is where come Sunday? The right tackle. I mean, Terrence Steele, as I said, that was the biggest issue coming out of the game. The biggest blow to the Cowboys was losing Terrence Steele, who's become 
rather a good right tackle. And now they're not going to have him back until the, the next season. And then they rolled out good old Josh Ball. Now, Ball is not a bad run blocker, but his pass protection is kind of pitiful. The scary thing is if you look at what happened, uh, he had a play where the, uh, the, the pass rush got to Prescott going right through ball and knocked the ball loose, and Josh fell on it and, and saved him for one play. But the next play, once again, the pass rush got through. They made contact with Dak Prescott's arm. That led to the interception that set him up on the four-yard line, and that was the start of the rather heroic change of events. Still, that wasn't good. Then the Cowboys, facing 98 yards to go for the touchdown, they put Jason Peterson. The results speak for themselves, don't they? Because they marched very efficiently down the field, uh, you know, getting getting some nice kind of chunk plays without going down and scoring too fast to let the tax, Texans actually have time to mount a drive and put it into the end zone to give them the four-point lead so that only a touchdown could defeat them. And I can't remember, I think it was like 50-some-odd seconds or something like that left on the clock. Uh Peters looks like he could be the answer, but there's obviously, I think, some doubt about Peters going a full game. So now what we're hearing is it's going to be a rotation, probably some kind of alternating series or one of them takes a couple series, the other takes a series or two. And, uh, you know, they're probably going to do that unless they get forced into trying to ride Peters and then, you know, what happens if he does just get exhausted and can't go in? Uh, you know, he's, he is the fact that he came in, they didn't put him in because he was not on the right tackle depth chart. He's strictly left tackle depth going in. And he said that he was thinking, they need, I need to go in. I need to give this a try. And before he could even talk to the coaches, they came and tapped him on the shoulder and said, you're in on the next series. Hmm. And it's a testament to why he is going to be in the Hall of Fame that he went in and looked pretty darn good playing right tackle, which he really hasn't like forever. I think he did it one time early in his career. And just that's that's kind of remarkable. But that doesn't mean they've got this fixed long term. Um. And it I also means to... they're on a shoestring budget when it comes to the offensive line because in my mind, Tom, like even with Tyron Smith back now, right, can't afford to lose him going forward, can't afford to lose another individual on that offensive line, in my mind, to feel good about their chances as we go into the playoffs. I think we've, yeah. I think we've reached the breaking point to where – it could all collapse if we lose one more along there. You agree? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, especially if it's the, tech, the tackle, they actually have a little bit of uh, possible help on the practice squad if they need it. 
on the in the interior. But yeah, the, the problem is tackle. Are they going to have enough people to make it work? And man, I don't know that I've got a real confident answer there because there's the, the the depth is just it's not really there right now. Uh, and I, I don't know what they're going to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, we'll keep an eye on that position because obviously if they're thinner along the offensive line, that could spell problems and maybe force them into some roster moves in the future. But one position they were able to get some reinforcements from, not just a week ago in the return of James Washington, but also this week, the wide receiver room added a veteran, not OBJ, but one T.Y. Hilton, formerly of yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, he's he's another player in the sunset years of his career. I had to quote that from my article. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know that he's going to be ready to go this week. Uh, I think they may be looking a couple weeks out. And he is not going to be a starter just like OBJ was not going to be a starter. He is, like James Washington, a guy who can hopefully stretch the field. People are looking at the Cowboys receiving core and knowing they don't have any real speed burners. So they're trying to keep everything in front of them. The Cowboys need a speed merchant or two who can just go out and, you know, run that deep route down the sidelines, up, you know, go go to the post or whatever, and just force them to have to drop a couple extra guys back in coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, pull a cornerback and then draw a safety over. Suddenly you're opening up not just the 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 receptions for your other receivers, but that can help with the running game. And so I'm 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 glad they got Hilton. I'm, you know, it shows they did something. And, you know, Hilton's a name that's been bandied about at various times ever since they realized they had a shortage at wide receiver. Uh, almost uh, from the point of Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson both departing the team. Uh, he's one that people were looking at, so they went out, they got him. And, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that could come in and he wouldn't have to give you but about 10 or 20 snaps as long as you went to him just a couple, three times and made that a viable threat the other team has to worry about. 
they also can possibly do the same thing with Washington. So I see this as they are kind of doubling down uh, with the thought that if Washington doesn't work out, hopefully Hilton is a better quality player overall, even though he is getting up there in years. So that's going to be something to watch. I, I do think, you know, I'm not going to say they've got the solution they need at wide receiver, but I'm saying they've at least gone out and done some things to try to, to get that solution. Yeah. Which once again, to me, is a very encouraging sign that this team is in it. They want to go all in and see if they can pull this off this year. I agree. I like the signing of T.Y. Hilton. I think you ex- explained it very clearly that, like, you know, if you're just looking at it from a bird's eye perspective, defenders at the back end can move up into the box. And because wide receivers are not fast enough to stretch them, they don't have to move back as quickly. They don't have to allow for as much space. And that shrinks some of the windows that Dak Prescott is trying to throw into, especially over the middle, just by having a guy on the outside that can pull a, a you know, a, a safety down the sidelines with you could open some of those spots up where Dak Prescott likes to find CD lamb and some of the tight ends and things. So I absolutely agree. TY brings something to this team that they don't currently have. It can't consider him to be the burner that he was. To be clear, he's not yeah, yeah. four three seven speed necessarily. I don't think anymore, but I hope he's still got enough to give them a little bit of juice and and it's it's hopeful, right? Don't expect a whole lot this weekend, but if you get ten or twelve snaps out of him this weekend, even if it's just a couple of go routes, I'll be interested to see on the film what type of effect that has on defenses. Yeah, and and if he doesn't come in until the next game then he becomes an unknown quantity they can throw out there and, you know, nothing else distract the other team. <sighs> Meanwhile, there's also the ground game and there's, this is one of, this is one of those two parters because the first part is they've got to stay tough against the run uh, on defense. The Texans to a, a wrinkle. Uh, they they brought in Driscoll and used him as kind of an option quarterback. And frankly, it gave the Cowboys some trouble at times. Now, that was a gimmicky thing. I, I don't know if Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville would be good running that kind of uh, 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 play. If so, I'm sure he's they they know about it because if if he does it, then he's it's already should be on film. And like I said, I I really have not looked into that. I don't know, uh, but they they've got to be careful and not let the the run defense start to become a problem with Hankins now out of the picture. Of course, there's there's the good side. He wasn't on the field when they when they stopped the Texans uh, from the, the four-yard line, and the Texans ran the ball three out of the four downs. They, they, the, the one that they almost scored on was a pass. The runs, they, they lost, uh, lost a yard, uh, lost two yards, and then gained one. I mean, that's really important. Uh, they did that with, with – the likes of Osa Digizua and Neville Gallimore up front. And, and, you know, and Carlos Watkins 
had the tackle that saved, I think, the game. So maybe maybe they're okay. Uh, I hate to have to find out that way. I, I liked what Hankins brought to the table, but they've got to do they've got to stop it that way. And of course, you also have to have the next level stepping up. And can we once again say that Leighton Vandresh may be having the best year of his career since he's on a one-year contract. He's playing for a payday that I don't think is going to come in Dallas, but his NFL journey is going to continue. Uh, he had 14 tackles in that game. You know, that's one of those outst—excuse <coughs> me outstanding performances for any linebacker. He, he was in on one of the ones on the, the final goal line stand. Uh, he's also got some good help from uh, Damone Clark, uh, the uh, com- the little nice little uh, spinal surgery. Uh, yeah, came back from that. It's a feel good story. And Anthony Barr was uh, in on some plays as well. So that's helping, and they also get some good run support from uh, J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson. Uh, you know, Wilson is – he's a beast when he, he has you in his sights. He, he'll lay you out. Uh, so right now the Cowboys have had a streak of games where they haven't let teams get to them. Uh, if they hold a team down close to 100 yards a game, that greatly increases the chances of winning it, I think. And the Jaguars, this is one place where the Jaguars are a good matchup. Uh, They're averaging 122 yards a game, which is 15th in the league. So that's something they can do. Now, the Cowboys also have to run the ball themselves. And something went wrong last game. They, uh, They had a really good first drive. Zeke had a great run on it. And from that point on, they had an 18-yard run for Tony Pollard and then bunches of ones and twos and minus twos and zeros. The running game just went dormant. Cowboys depend on running the game a lot, and they're going to have to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. It it was a concern, absolutely, the way they were unable to run against a team that really, I mean, wasn't outstanding against the run coming in, right? Houston has given up a lot of rushing yards, but you also have to understand that they've been playing behind in a lot of games, so the total rushing yard numbers that they are, you know, giving up, probably not necessarily indicative of their total quality. Either way, this should have been a team that the Cowboys had no issues with, and by and large, outside of those, you know, couple of handful of big runs, right, they were not really averaging the type of clip that you would like to see from your run game. So, it's a big thing that they kind of need to get on track with. And I kind of think also that's where maybe James Washington does, Washington can start to have a little bit more of a role because he was known as a bit of a pass blocker there in Pittsburgh as well, at least willing to do so. Um, mm-hmm. And so in that regard, like I'm trying to search for what might be missing, right? Is the injury to Jake Ferguson, right? Was that something mm-hmm. that, that played a role in, in how the Cowboys are blocking or, you know, the injury to Terrence Steele and the unfamiliarity there on the on the right side? It's difficult to say after just one game, but I think we'll have a lot more answers in game two against the Jags. And you bring up a great point about the fact that suddenly the Texans weren't playing from behind. 
And why weren't they playing from behind? Well, it started with Kevante Turpin muffing a punt. And all of a sudden, from having a chance to go down and take a two-score lead and start to put this game away early, the Cowboys were facing a tie game because that was when they rolled out Driscoll. And in this case, it wasn't his legs. He he had, uh, I can't remember what it was, I think a 28-yard touchdown pass mm-hmm. that put them on the board, tied the game up, and suddenly things were a little bit, nervous and they also had the two Dak Prescott interceptions which seemed to be a lot because of the pressure he was getting nonetheless they had three three turnovers two of which I believe the Texans turned into points and the third one almost did it did them in and just as disturbing as the fact that they were giving it away more than they were taking it because I'm not really counting the interception on the Hail Mary at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't get any sacks. No sacks. One quarterback hit. You go back to the thing about is how bad is Michael Parsons hurt? How badly is he slowed down? Something wasn't working against a team that should have been easier to get to the quarterback on. Did the Driscoll thing throw them off? Uh, I'm not sure, but now they're facing somebody in Trevor Lawrence who's going, who's coming into his own. I mean, he had 368 yards passing against the Tennessee Titans. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he ran one in itself. They've got to get pressure on him, and I know he's mobile. I know he can run around and evade. Uh, you know, I don't know if that makes him really a running quarterback, but he's big and strong. I do know that. Yeah, he's definitely not like when you mentioned um, the read options. Like, I doubt we see any of those because he is generally more of a pocket passer because he's yeah. got that skill set. Now, he can move and he will move, but and I don't want to make the comparison in terms of arm strength or talent level, right? He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's the Patrick yeah. Mahomes profile in which he's yeah. much more interested in throwing the ball to move it, but he can run and he's fast enough to evade some tackles, right? Uh, does have some grit to him as well. Cause he bounced back from an ankle injury that sent him to the locker room. And a lot of people think he was not going to be able to come back in that game. And yet he came back and then threw for 350 uh, yards. One, Familiar nemesis the Cowboys are also going to have to be facing when they take on the Jaguars. One Evan Ingram, who you might remember from his days with the New York Giants. And oh, by the way, just had a bit of a renaissance game as he had a career high in this game against the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely lit them up. Now the Titans struggle against tight ends. They historically have, and I'm saying that as a guy who's followed the Titans quite a bit over the years. But with that being said, the Cowboys do have the advantage at nearly every place on the field on Sunday. And I think right now, while they can't overlook anybody, right, and they shouldn't, and I think this game probably winds up playing closer, like they have everything they need to be able to win this game against the Jaguars. As talented as the Jags are, as much as Trevor Lawrence brings to the table, the Cowboys should be winning this football game. Yet you have to remember, Everybody gets up for the Cowboys. And the word is coming out of Jacksonville that the people are getting pumped up about this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a 
it's a, a game against America's team. It's not, you know, not a primetime game because it's another noon kick uh, for us. It'll actually be a, you know, one o'clock kick out there on the East Coast. But they're they're ready for it, you know. And so the Cowboys, as you said, they can't afford to take the Jaguars lightly. Can't they I? they they can't really afford a loss uh, in the fact that if they're going to keep any hopes alive. Uh, of uh, you know making it to to the NFC East title, which is yeah. looking more and more unlikely because the Eagles have to stumble first yeah. somewhere else. We need some help. But they, we may not get it. They they need those wins. They need the confidence, and they need to lock themselves into going up against the fourth seed in the wild card round because it looks like they might be playing a team with a losing record that opening uh, mm-hmm. game in the playoffs. And meanwhile, this is their Lance chance to really figure out what they need to do to go into the big game, the game that everyone in the NFL was saying, hey, that could be a big game coming towards the end of the year. And that has just become more and more emphasized. Christmas Eve, they host the Philadelphia Eagles. The the best record in the NFL, there's MVP talk now against uh, about Jalen Hurts, although Michael Parsons apparently disagrees with that. But they, they, uh, they, you know, they want to be ready for this, but they can't think too far ahead. Yet they have to be getting, and I think that's what a lot of the fact that they're moving fast on stuff like Ty Hilton and picking people up on waivers and stuff is they're trying to give themselves enough time to integrate these new bodies for that game. So they're already in the process, I think, of of pointing that way, but they can't point too much that way. They've got to keep their eyes on the horizon, which is what's coming up on the horizon first is that they've got the, uh, the Jaguars and they've got to go to play them in Jacksonville. And it's a team that's been playing as as well as probably you know any Cowboys opponent they've faced over the past couple of weeks heading into the game against the Cowboys. So you're absolutely right. They need to get up for this game, not take them lightly, and not look past the Jacksonville Jaguars. With that being said, we'll, of course, have pregame coverage for you there on the YouTube channel. Check it out. Make sure you subscribe to our Blogging the Boys YouTube channel, pre- and post-game interactions, as well as a little bit of a halftime show for you. Uh, Tom, any parting words or predictions to leave the people with? I do think – I think – Mike McCarthy usually doesn't have back-to-back bad games. His teams usually don't do that. I think we'll see a bit of a rebound. Uh, I don't think it's going to be anything like the uh, the game against the Vikings uh, was, you know, or you know the other big blowout. You know, we're not going to see Vikings is still the standard. The Vikings is the blowout win. That's the standard. The Colts win. If that ever happens again, that is pure dumb luck. Because again, yeah. four turnovers in four possessions in the fourth quarter led to a career record high for the team of 33 points in a quarter. So don't think that's happening again. But for yeah. Tom, I'm Roy. Y'all stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next Thursday.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.